Today's Sherpa review has some particularly relevant information if you're brand new to the domain industry and trying to understand exact match domains. What's all the hype? We give some exact figures and parameters to work with to know when an exact match domain is a good investment for you. We also discuss names at NameJet, an investor portfolio, strategy in general. It's a good show. Enjoy. Hey, Sherpa Network. Thanks for joining me today. I'm Tess Diaz, executive producer of DomainSherpa.com, and this is the Domain Sherpa Review. This is a show where we get into the minds of successful domain name investors using real examples so we can learn strategies and tactics to become better investors ourselves. We have three segments to the review. We'll start off learning what the Sherpas recently bought and sold. Next, we'll discuss in value an investor submitted domain name portfolio. And finally, we'll preview some domains going to auction soon at namejet.com and whether the Sherpas think they're a good investment opportunity for you. Joining us today on the Domain Sherpa Review are three past Sherpas and industry thought leaders. We're particularly delighted to have Amanda Waltz now with Waltz Consulting. Hello, Amanda. Thank you for being here. For having me. Delightful to see you again. Um, the domain industry needs you. You're such a great broker and such an experienced mind in this industry. You're still in Boston? I am. Yes, it's freezing here. And yeah. hopefully um, the snow will melt soon and spring will arrive. <laughs> well, we're rooting for you. I heard the groundhog saw its shadow. So yes. good luck. Wishful thinking. That yes. spring is coming soon, but um, certainly doesn't look like it outside yeah, today. That, that snow yeah, in Vegas really makes it things turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it's the same Boston that I know in... You know, you've got three more months before it even. <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh, it is. It is. Shane, uh, Shane Coltra, DSAD, hello. Uh, how much snow do you have? We don't have any snow, but it's ice. And, you know, I make a living doing salt. I, of my 50 million businesses, one of them is salting uh, places because it's, it's pretty profitable if you have the right equipment. And, we were out there five times more than snow. I mean, you just get these little snows and ice and rain and then freezing at night. So I get it about a day before Amanda does. So I can tell her like one day ahead to, to brace herself. All right. All right. Yeah. Keep, in, keep in touch. Then you'll know it's going to be yeah, cold exactly. in Boston. Yeah. yeah, you got one coming across. We got it tonight. And, uh, it might not come your way, but it's probably coming your way. Is that the same storm that pounded the like Seattle area? Yeah. So it got... Seattle, then it came across to us, and then they got it recently. But, you know, again, they don't respond as much. Like, you respond less as it goes east. Out west, it's the world is going to end. To the Midwest, it's like, hey, let's code red. We're going to prepare. And then by the time we get to east, they go, ah, we're just going to have to leave five minutes early for work today. <laughs> That's how it goes. Drew, how much, how much snow you have in Lisbon? Not, not much snow here. Actually, <laughs> yesterday – uh today it's i think it's almost 80 degrees <laughs> sunny you know walk around in a t-shirt beautiful well i just spent the weekend i flew back last night from san francisco where it was sunny and gorgeous the entire time so y'all got the crummy weather 
I, I somehow scored even in San Francisco. Are you, you going to move there and just, uh, you know, $4,700 rent a month for a 300 square foot place? Yeah. Yeah. That's my plan, Shane. Yeah. <laughs> House hunting. Yeah, exactly. Well, they do have amazing internet speeds. So, you know, you win some, you lose some, right? Right. <laughs> Um, let's, let's jump in and get started. Uh, what's new Sherpas is our segment where the Sherpas share one purchase or sale they've made over the past few weeks. And we get to learn what they paid or received for the domain, why they thought it was a good deal and how the negotiations progressed. I love this part. I love seeing everybody guess what someone else may have paid for a domain. Uh, Shane, um, yep. Yep. Um, Shane, what's one domain you personally bought or sold in the past few weeks? Tell us the domain name, but not the price. Okay. It's a commoner, uh, purchase. It's a, it's a name that I bought that's, uh, is not going to move the needle for a lot of people, but, uh, it's a type of name I've been buying. It's Packle, P-A-C-K-L-E, like pack with an L-E on the end. Packle, like tackle with a P for Packers. That's an even better way to say it, yeah. Oh, for Patriots, what was I thinking? Yes. Um, it's just because it had pack in it. Um, yeah. But, okay, Packle. And I like, Shane, you know, you, you bring the average Joe right in here. Um, Packle.com. Uh, Amanda, what do you think Shane would have paid to acquire Packle.com? Or what do you think it's worth on today's market? What someone should pay to acquire it? An investor or an end user? Either one. You can say both, uh, okay. one or the other. It's up to you. You can give a range. Sure. I think he paid under a thousand, and I think that it could definitely be sold for a lot more to someone who either had a plan or a broker who could sell um, a concept. So, in my mind, I could see that going anywhere from 12 to 25,000 um, with, with the right buyer and with the right broker. Or if you're um, not planning on hanging on to it, Shane, um, if you could sell a concept, um, I think that it's, I like it actually a lot. It's a good brandable. Thanks, Amanda. Yeah, and you're right. A broker with a concept is important. Um, Drew, what do you think Shane paid for Packle.com? Uh, I think Amanda's probably spot on. So I, I, I'll, I just try to just be more specific and guess a number. Um, I'll say, uh, I'm going to say like $380. Now, actually, you know what? It's, it's pretty pronounceable. I, I don't think you can get it that cheap unless if you bought it in an auction, which you most likely did. So I'm going to say $700, $680. So $680 is my final guess. And uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, I, I probably lean a, a little bit lower, but I think, um, you know, I, you, you know, you put a buy it now of like $7,888 or $9,000. I think over 10, you know, my, 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 my issue with names like that is like some to, for somebody to pay like more than the five or 10 grand range, um, they need to really be in love with it and, and not have a close second because the chances are that 
you know, if they've got a close second that's an apples to apples type of domain, the chances are their one is going to be, you know, cheaper. And, um, you know, the cheaper alternative probably wins unless they really are in love with one. So um, I think, um, you, you know, your chance of being seconded out of the market, meaning, you know, they've got a, a close second that's just priced below yours enough for them to go with the second choice um, is, is pretty high. The, the chances of that are pretty high. So I think, you know, it's probably right in that five to 10 grand range is, is, is where I'd say it, it you know, sells. I, I'd probably throw a $7,888, buy it now, throw it up on, you know, say to an after Nick and hold my nose. All right, all right. Shane, what'd you pay for Packle.com? Well, they're right on there. I paid eight fifty for the name. And I mean, they, they're, they're 100% correct, both of them. It's, it's the kind of name that I like to stock my portfolio with because it's a good brandable. It passes a radio test. It's, it's, you know, it's relatively short. And if you can't afford the $50,000 one word or the $100,000 one word, I, you know, I, I exactly, Drew's is right. I, I need 10 times my money to to make it work and and i usually have a three or four percent sell-through rate so that doesn't match up so you think well if he gets a four percent sell-through rate and he's only getting 10 times his money those numbers don't add up but i feel if you get the right names you can eventually get to more than a four percent sell-through rate and that four percent's a year i think most of the names i have i'm going to sell it, i have no doubt that i will sell every name in my portfolio now for more than i paid for it but it's taken 10 years of getting rid of all the junk and a name like Packle, the reason I put it up, a name like Packle would have been a hundred dollars five years ago, $70, mm -hmm. $20. And every year they're creeping up and creeping up. And I bet Packle next year will be over a thousand dollars. I have no doubt in my mind that those are getting harder and harder. Every time someone brands themselves, another one as Drew says off the market. So these, anything under six, six letters and under, that are pronounceable and cute and brands, they're going to rise just like the other name. So that's, I'm trying to get it while I can still get it and keep it under a thousand dollars. But I bought Gipple and Tackle, just those brandables that are easy, short to pronounce. Mm -hmm. So you bought this in an auction? I bought, yeah, that's all I'm, if, if I'm buying it at GoDaddy or Dropcatch, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for those um, because if you get the big names, you see the auctions right now. There's 10 major players going for the one word short ones. They're just getting, they're getting crazy. I mean, you're starting to see, there's a four number right now at like 50, 60,000 and it'll probably go over a hundred thousand. So you're, you're the, the numbers are growing every, every day and it's only going to grow to, to expect it to not grow means that names are coming back. They're not coming back. Once they're mm -hmm. gone, they're gone. But this was an, ex an expired domain auction. This was an expired domain Where? auction. Pardon? That was it, GoDaddy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, good one. And you were prepared to go anywhere under $1,000, Yeah, under $1,000. I, I try not to get caught up in a bidding war. They're not, you know, like Drew says, they are replaceable, but they are becoming less replaceable because I can't find another one. <laughs> I used to be able to replace them at a hundred dollars. Now no, I'm replacing it. You can find another one, but there's, you know, let's Similar, say yes. a few other people like you who have got a portfolio who are pricing them, you know, and then 
That's right. You know, you've got more staying ability than most of the people who are going to be playing in that field. And so, um, you know, you're at their whim to discount, right? It's like they suddenly decide, you know, they lost confidence and they suddenly say, oh, I'm going to price all of mine at 1888. Yeah. Um, they've, you know, hurt your market. Yeah, I mean, it's... To some degree, right? I mean, it's not that. It's, it's each one is unique and individual, and so it doesn't really operate that way. But, you know... But it's, it's, it could, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but the well, best sales are definitely a company that has a name already, and then they come to you and say, ah, that's a name of... Like, I had a knife company. There's no alternative. That's the yeah. name of their company. And yeah. their alternative is what's to the right of the dot, not to the left of the dot. Yeah, exactly. And so that's why... Yeah, I mean, there really is like... And they didn't have a trademark. There's three completely different markets. I mean, we've said it so many times on here, but, you know, we could sit here and have these intellectual conversations about, oh, what is the domain worth? What do we think? Why do we think that? Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, well, what, which market are we talking about? Is this, you know, the investor market, wholesale market? Um, is this, like, outbound end-user market? Or is this the... Stars align, lightning strikes. You've got an end user who's already got this name or has already had board decisions and investor decisions that this is the name and they're coming to you and the only question is what price are they going to pay? Um, yeah, you know, this is a squatting. We don't come in after they have the name and say, hey, I'm going to no, buy no, the no, name. No. No, I had no. the name before they chose our company. The only thing yeah. that we agree on is we both love the name. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And that's, that's a great thing to agree on, you know? Yeah. yeah. All right, Amanda, what's a name you recently bought or sold? Okay. So I, as you um, mentioned earlier, I'm just starting to come back. Um, I am going on referrals only. Um, and the only name that I've sold in the past few weeks, I actually can't tell you the name, but I can tell you a little bit about it um, that I think will be helpful and descriptive. Um, it's a, a common surname, but it can also be used as a male or female first name uh, in the United States and in the UK, sixletter.com. Um, Very nice. Okay. No, that's a wonderful. We like the mystery even more sometimes. And Drew is a huge fan of firstname.coms and probably surnames.com. Um, can you tell us, was it an acquisition or a sale? It was a, a sale for a, a company um, who was no longer using this particular uh, domain name. Okay. It's great to see more and more companies understanding that domains are assets that they can divest. Um, so good, good for you. Um, Shane, how about you guess first? Well, um, yeah, there, that's one of the hottest markets is names or again, talk about really not having any left on the market. I'd say in another five years, you're going to have to start making up names to have names to sell. Um, well, uh, I will say, it can be a last name and a first name, which is really nice, but that means it makes a great brand. I'll just say 80000 Okay. Yeah. $80,000 for a six-letter, mostly yeah. last name or first name. Yeah, I'm a, and that's assuming it's a common one that everybody will look at and know exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Drew, what do you think? 
Um, I'm going to say a little higher. Um, you know, if it's a common first name and a common surname, um, that really opens up the pool of potential buyers in, in most cases. And um, I actually, you know, it, it's interesting at this moment, and we've, we've said it before, uh, female first names are, are, are really quite hot uh, because of AI companies and, and even companies which aren't specialized in AI. You've got financial institutions which are launching their own AI. You've got healthcare companies launching their own AI. You've got all these different um, elements of AI integrating into, you know, commerce. And so for whatever reasons, uh, as has been pretty consistent throughout time, whenever we invent some some new technology, we name it after a woman. And so um, you've got all these female named AIs, right? I mean, look at, you know, Alexa, and um, I, I don't even know any at the moment. But, um, you know, um, they're mostly, probably 90% are named after females. So um, it's, it is a hot market, and it's growing, and it's going to continue to grow. And um, I, I would, I'm, I'm gonna say 175 um, is, yeah. So your guess is more than double Shane's guess. Interesting. I am- So right now, I mean, I feel like 40 to 60 to 75 is kind of the wholesale rate. Like, I'm not saying there's a lot changing hands at that price, um, but there's not a lot for sale. And, and really good ones, the common ones, like, like you know, a Susan, a Lauren, um, you know, these are going for, um, they're, just, they're going for much higher prices. Like investors are, are looking for six figures um, to, to let those change hands, even to another investor. So, um, you know, essentially that market has just been like wiped clean because you can't, Nobody's willing to sell them at, at prices that were previously like investor prices. And so the investor price is sort of, you know, there is no investor market um, on, the, on the supply side. So, yeah, yeah. We've sold several in that 150 at the low end and 350-ish at the high end you know, just female first names. And so, yeah, I think. Amanda, I was under the impression it was a male name. It, it's either. It, ah. it, it, it lent itself to be quite versatile. Um, it is a surname. Um, I do know of some women who have this name and it's more popular in the UK for a man to have this name. Okay, interesting. That I think it may. Do you think, Drew, that would add even more value to it? I think it's very subjective. <laughs> it, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. You know. Okay. All right. Lay it on us, Amanda. We want we to know about the motivations on this too. So, no, not well, the name. We, she could tell us the price. Absolutely. And oh. so we we did offer it um, for sale in as as drew was saying the, the low six figures actually they were a pretty motivated seller um and i negotiated it for about 30 days and it sold a little bit less 
than they wanted to sell it for originally that we brought it to. No, no, no. It was definitely still in the in the, <laughs> in the six figures. Um, it didn't have a one and it didn't have a three. So um, <laughs> oh, yeah. we're, we're, we're right in that ballpark. Um, anybody who has these domains right now that are that versatile and could either be AI, it could be um, a wellness product, uh, you know, those were the kind of agencies that I was looking at. There are so many companies right now with female founders and there are so many VCs out there that are made up of entirely um, former founders who are women who love these type of names because they can literally say, okay, you know what? I have a, I have a wellness um, company that's coming out and they're female founded. They're going to love this. So those are the type of founders and VCs that I'm pitching these type of names to because they tend, in my opinion, to have a little bit more um, visionary type of investor strategy where they can see this, as an addition to their portfolio. And then I would think within probably six months, we'll see a company with this name. Um, so it's not even a company that has been, um, that, that has a, a application for it yet, but um, mm -hmm. coming soon. And that's a big statement about their commitment to the vision of domain names and the personalization of, of a brand. Tell us how the negotiations went um, what kind of feedback you got as you presented this to different, it sounds like primarily to VCs and uh, startups. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing that I've realized over the past three or four months is there is still such an education process. The most savvy marketers who understand, um, you know, all the algorithms that they, that they're talking about with me and that quite honestly goes like this for me. I understand brands. I understand an emotional connection to um, a word or a name and lots of savvy marketers do not. So you really have to paint um, a picture for them and the ones that get it, get it. And you don't really have to do that because they understand, you know, what it is that they're looking at in its rawest of forms. Um, but then there's some that you would think, oh my gosh, they have to have this. Mm -mm. You know, if a, if a investor or a seller says to me, this is the company who's going to buy it. I just need you to bring it to them because I know that's the buyer, you know, nod and smile and, and wave politely. But at the end of the day, it usually is not, at yeah. least that's what I've found. I, I agree 100%. It's like almost in 100% of cases where somebody comes and says, here's the buyer. I already know they're the buyer. It's like, I already know that's not the buyer. Um, you're totally right. Uh, I, I, always, I always say that it's usually the David and not the Goliath who buys these names. You know, when you're looking and you say, this is just the perfect name for this buyer, well, who is their like smallest but fast growing competitor? You know, who's probably not even on the big guy's radar yet. Um, that's the guy you want to sell this name to. That's the guy who needs the leg up to go, you know, to fight the Goliath. Yeah, because um, the big guys don't think they need it. Yeah, and yeah. they're willing to look outside the box for where can they. Um, well, they're looking for strategic advantage. advantages, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, where really for the Goliath in most cases, not always, sometimes there's still a very strategic advantage, but in some, in most cases, 
you know, usually the Goliath, the only sales pitch you can make is, you know, for defensive purposes. And sometimes that's a really strong case. Uh, Sometimes, you know, there's, uh, (laughs) that's a very strong case to make. The defensive case is is sometimes the strongest case. But, um, you know, with the David who's trying to come up against the Goliath, it's, you know, he's looking for tools. Yeah, it's a, it makes a big difference. Or she yeah. is looking for tools, as the case may be. Yeah. Well, excellent sale. Congratulations. A M A N D A. It's not female. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I was counting it out in my head. Andrew, too. I was like, Andrew could be a last name and a first name. I see. And, I, and the only reason I went lower is I was thinking it's some um, not popular. But, you know, there's a huge range of the quality of the last name and first name. I mean, there's, yeah, you know, there's million dollar names out there. Ab- absolutely. And my daughter has one of those names. Her, her name is Bradley and it could be male or female. Um, it wasn't Bradley. Uh, ah! would, that, that would be great. Although I think Bradley actually did sell recently and I want to say it's like an insurance company. Um, but it's something very similar like that. Yeah. Wild. Very uh, exciting to hear. All right, Drew, what'd you buy or sell lately? Um, all right, I'm going to go out on a limb here because these guys might have seen the price because it was marketed, uh, in a newsletter when, when I bought it. But, um, it truly is one of my favorite domain purchases in like a super long time. I love this domain. Um, keepcom.com. Keepcalm.com. Yeah. But I don't think like you like that. No, I saw it on, on Twitter, but the Twitter I don't think had the price. No, I didn't no, I didn't see the price on Twitter, but I yeah. it, it was in one of these um yeah. main newsletters from So this is a domain you somebody. purchased and you cheated a little bit and told everyone now that you bought it from a domain investor or broker um yeah okay what what do you think is the current market value in that type of Shane searching Shane Shane's searching his email he's looking for the he's looking for the newsletter I can see it it's gonna be like on those chef shows hands up <laughs> yeah uh, I was just looking for my I, I I remember it now yeah I knew I had seen it. I remember it now that the emails had Well, you said it was on your newsletter, and I said- No, it wasn't on my newsletter. No, it wasn't on your newsletter. I was like, that's, no, that that came through. It's on someone else's newsletter. Okay, Amanda, what do you think? Today's marketplace. Oh, today for Drew- Well, what do you think I paid, and what do you think it's worth? Ah, okay. Um, I think, I think he paid 12, 12 grand for that one. And what do I think he could sell it for? Um, my gosh, it's all those t-shirts. I mean, there's a keep calm for everything. Um, you know, I'm not, I don't love two words um, as brands, but there is a company, that t-shirt company or that sign company that makes this. Um, 60. Is, is what I think it could be resold for. I okay. can see your face going, Amanda, no. But yeah, I think 60. I mean, even then, 5X is nothing, nothing to turn your nose at. All right, thank you. Shane, what do you think? 
Well, I know what he paid for. Um, well, I don't know what he paid for it. I know what they were offering it for. But I, I, here's, I'll be honest with you. When I saw it, I remember the website that did the Keep Calm t-shirts, and it was the, like an adult humor. What is the, what is the name of that website? But <clears throat> 2000, two, 2007, 2008, it was the Keep Calm shirts, and it was pretty girls and funny stuff. And I wasn't sure if they ever got a trademark on it. And I'm assuming not because I see millions of Keep Calm shirts that have to do with nothing of the original. So <clears throat> I just say that that was not anything that's trademarked. So, but I, that's the first thing that came to mind is like, you know, somebody's done that. But um, yeah, I think it's a fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 name, especially if I'm selling anything along those lines. <clears throat> but I'll let him tell how much he paid because I know what the newsletter and, you know, I hate to promote that newsletter because we did it before, but they do a good job. They bring out some good names that uh, in the industry is, uh, and I can say it, it's QEIP. And I think Michael Law is working for them now, who I really think is a great guy. Uh, he's a hardworking young man. And they have some good names, you know. That, well, our industry needs newsletters with good names and liquidity, and they do a good job with it. But Thanks, let's, see, let's see if Andrew negotiated. So... I can say they had it at 14. Yeah. So paid 14, literally came through my inbox, and in literally within 30 seconds of seeing it, I just wrote back, sold, I'll take it, here's my escrow email. Um, and literally five minutes after I wrote that email, he wrote back saying there's two other people uh, who literally who wrote the same thing, but after you. Um, so I got it, and it's a good thing I didn't try to negotiate. Yep. Um, I think it's worth materially more. I think that I think it's a low six-figure name. I think it's a hundred and fifty thousand dollar domain. Um, and the reason I think that is that I think it just fits into. So it, it's gone beyond just the cultural trend. Like 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 you know you've got some of these trendy words that come out and and they're hot for a minute and then they go away. Um, something like Kofifi or, uh, I don't know, every year there's some, something, you know, and it's, it's hot for a minute and then it's gone and keep calm's got like over a decade of, of cultural significance. And so at that point it becomes, you know, it becomes a part of, um, I don't see any slowing. I still see shirts and posters everywhere for keep calm, this keep calm, that, there's brands, if you Google it, if you just Google in, in quotations, keepcalm.com, there's like tens of thousands of websites out there called blah, 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 keep, keepcalmposters.com, keepcalm this, keepcalm that, but there's tons and just endless numbers of trademarks, but nobody owns keepcalm just as it is for the applications that I've got in mind. Um, and so I, I think it's, very culturally relevant. I think it's still, um, uh, I think it's like one of these things that's kind of ripe for, you know, a comeback is the wrong word because, I, you know, maybe it's fallen off something from its peak, but it's, it's, it's you know, it's a per for me, the reason I love it, I think it's the perfect cannabis brand. Keep calm. Like, yeah, there's just an endless number of campaign and marketing slogans that can go along with that. And, you know, what are people trying to do? Why are people, you know, sparking up at 
historical rates because they want to just chill the fuck out, you know, keep calm. Like, you know what, like, I just looked up where the history comes from. So the trademark, it was a 1939 British military poster said, keep calm and carry on to the people. Well, the, the British issued a series of posters and that was one that was reserved for if um, they were successfully invaded then they were going to put that up everywhere and it was found later on. So it has this exceptionally deep meaning to the British people, I believe. And then, you know, the whole world loves it and loves all the applications of it. And Drew, there is an application I would not have thought of, but immediately I see, I see your spark. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I love it. I just think it's a super fun brand. Yeah.com.com. I mean, it's, you know, it's yeah, one of those names. I love, I love cocktail party names. I love names that like, you know, you're at a cocktail party and somebody asks you what you do and you say, I, well, I, you know, I buy and sell domain names. And they're like, what are you, what, what are you talking about? And they're like, wait, wait, what kind of domain names? You know, and that's the kind of name you can break out and they're like, oh, that's cool. You know, right. if you tell them, oh, I, you know, uh, we own insurancequotes.com, they're like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> even though insurance is supposed to be worth like, we don't own that by the way, but even, you know, insurance is supposed to be worth 5 million, 10 million. Um, and, you know, but the person at the cocktail party is going to be way more intrigued by keepcom.com than, than, uh, that's a, yeah, that's the one he'll go own, home and tell his when, friend, Hey, I met this guy. Whereas insurance quotes are like, I don't know, you're some geek. Yeah. When we own Santa.com, that was my cocktail party name. Mine's uh, mine's genderrevealparty.com. <laughs> yeah. So Drew only owns names to be interesting. That, isn't well, that why we do it? Listen, there is some degree of truth to that. And I'll tell you what, it's been a successful strategy. Um, because all of the most interesting investments that we've made outside of domains, I, I would say, I literally, I, I think I would say almost 100% of them, have been as the result of just being interesting and able to engage in interesting conversation because you know we do something that not everybody does and if you do it well people find that intriguing um and it's an interesting field because you know it's like i always say all roads lead to domains and uh so we get to engage with the most interesting businesses all of the types of businesses in the world and crazy interesting people and just crazy people and um so it's uh yeah i find what I, I actually on that note and then i'm going to stop talking but we i legitimately this is historically relevant i legitimately had the craziest person i've ever encountered in the domain business call me yesterday and uh that really is saying something because i truly have engaged with some incredibly insane people uh, but this dude took the cake and I apologize to um, uh, all of you God-fearing Christians out there um, I don't mean this in any insulting way but this guy was a believer he called up and told me that he owned pepsi.com and coca-cola.com and he owned I think it was 600 other domains that were having to do with the biggest corporations in the world and I thought oh god okay um, please explain to me how it is that you believe you own pepsi.com because I really was interested in how he actually believed he owned pepsi.com and I literally I, I you know 
actually went and checked just to just in case <laughs> just in case because I really I was you know I was kind of condescending to the guy and um, and he told me that God ordained it that he owned pepsi.com and coca-cola.com and it was God's wish and if God willed that he owned it then he owned it period end of story there was nothing else discussed and wanted to know what I could sell it for <laughs> and this conversation went on for I'm not praying right 15 minutes 20 minutes what and who spent that much time on the yeah, phone? Yeah, because he was he was the real deal. You know what I mean? It was interesting, like interesting, I wanted to just I just wanted to like really get into this guy's head because how do you believe? How can you actually believe you own Pepsi.com? Like I really wanted to know. I wanted this guy to tell me. I know it. I freaking know I own Pepsi.com because you know. But that was it. It was literally that just God had ordained it, and and so it must be. Um. You know, I don't know how we're going to get from A to B, but he we'll take this will. on uh, film and then see what happens. It's not over yet. I know. <laughs> I know. Wow. Well, Shane, you definitely are not praying right with Packle. Yeah, I'm praying. I, uh, I, I do pray every day, but you know, I, I really haven't asked for a domain yet in a prayer. Maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah, there, there is, there is a scriptural quote about pray specifically and pray back. So. What? I've been wasting on it on my uh, for my grandmother and stuff. I need to switch it over. <laughs> Go big. Go for like Tesla.com. Exactly. <laughs> grandma didn't know about domains. Yeah, grandma, grandma got sick, but Shane's portfolio sure got better. <laughs> <laughs> All so, sorts of wrong. Before our sponsors leave us, uh, yeah. we're gonna, let me tell you about them. They support us in our educational mission here. First, serious about online trading? Secure your funds, keep your merchandise safe, and use a company that keeps the buyer and seller protected the whole way through. That's escrow.com. Payments you can trust. All right. Thanks, folks. Um, next, we're going to look at the domain portfolio review. We look at user-submitted domain name portfolio to provide honest and constructive feedback um, so the owner can cut their losses, continue to hold long-term, or figure out a sales strategy going forward. Today, we have a small portfolio. It's from Bar Frannick, and it is five domains, 4.com, 1.io. I'm going to read them for our podcast listeners. Goodconduct.com, guides.io, canna.com, K-A-N-N-A-H.com, skillscenter.com, and usergenerated.com. So, what do you love or hate from this portfolio? What, what advice do you have? Um, Amanda, you're up first. What would you like to tell Barr? Uh, I like three of them. I like canna.com a lot. Um, I also like skillscenter.com. Um, that actually means something to me personally because that is what they call study hall now, at least in Massachusetts, um, for middle and high school students um, is skill center. So to me, that could be a nice um, ed tech domain. Um, maybe she's told it for a little while longer. I don't exactly know how long historically they've been calling study hall skill center. Um, but you know, one of these kids that's up and coming either in middle school or high school could certainly um, develop something on that one. Um, user generated, um, you know, with all of the 
podcasts and um, other user generated content that's um, coming and up and coming. I haven't actually looked at what the search volume on that was, but I do like that for a, a two word.com. I don't think it's worth a ton, um, but I, I like it. Um, I think the top choice for me out of this entire portfolio is the canna.com. It's a geographic region I learned in Colorado. Um, there's a brewery that's named after it. Um, I didn't spend a ton of time looking, uh, but I mean, it's, it's Hannah with a K instead. I think it could be one of those type of domains that could lend itself very generically to a lot of different uses. Very nice. Thank you. Uh, sure. good, good to hear. Any numbers that you would throw out there specifically? Uh, gosh, um, on Canna, I would say, you know, I think on something like that, you could bring it to market in the mid to um, high five figures. And you could probably get close to that. I think it would need to be somebody that had vision if it wasn't already something that was named that. Um, but any of those targeted um, companies that are using Canna as part of their brand in that geographic area of Colorado, I think would be um, prime candidates for purchase. Fabulous. All right. Well, thank you, Amanda. Uh, very insightful. Drew, what are your thoughts? Pretty similar. Um, you know, I like Canna. Um, I don't love it because it doesn't pass the radio test. And, um, but it's got traffic and traffic's a really good indicator that a domain will have interest. Um, traffic and trademarks are probably the strongest indicator of a domain's propensity for an end user sale. So I like that. Um, I like um, I like good conduct. I don't know why though. You know, it's one of those things. It's like it, it just has a ring to me. Like good conduct. I I I kind of like it. It just I, I don't know what the commercial use case is though. Um, other than like China's big brother network and rewarding you for good conduct. I um, feel like it could be a t-shirt brand that we, you know, yeah, like, yeah. does that sound it, like? It's like keep calm, honestly. It's like keep calm. It's like good conduct. It like, it just could be, it could be a catchphrase. It could be like, you know, like suddenly instead of everybody hating everybody and everything, suddenly we become positive people and we start talking about, you know, the good stuff in society. And then we have a catchphrase and a hashtag called good conduct. Wouldn't that be great? You um, start it. You start it, Drew. I was going to say, you should um, do that. I'm too jaded. I'm not the guy for it. Um, User-generated, you know, um, user-generated content, big deal, big, big element of commerce, SEO, marketing. Um, I don't what, know. Put a number anybody, on that. If you were to list that today, what would you list you know, that? I don't know who's going to use it for that. Um, yeah, that's a phrase you know, we all that, like. Nobody's going to brand their company that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, so I think that you know it's probably it's 
probably a five to ten thousand dollar domain. Um, I could. Um, I'm just trying to trying to figure out what the search volume, if there's any. It doesn't matter. I mean. Yeah, I mean, it does. Why uh, do you think it doesn't change? Well, I think they're not looking for you. I mean, they're looking for user-generated stuff, but I don't. I don't know. I just. Well, but you got to be the guy selling user-generated content, or who's got a platform that allows it, or you know what I mean. Like it's got to be. Yeah. So I, I don't know. There's no search. It, it, it's a fairly low value. I mean, it's a common term that you know everybody in the internet marketing world knows. Um, but I don't know. I, I I guess you know in the end I've kind of talked myself out of this name. It was like it's a phrase that everybody knows, and therefore it's got value. Is generally a pretty fair principle. But I don't know. I don't know what you would use this name it's for. It's difficult to brand or build a business on. Yeah, I, I actually withdraw. I don't like this name. <laughs> so but I do like good conduct. Buy it. Wait, wait. So user generated, list it as a buy it now for a couple grand. Yeah, like throw it on Namejet and sell it to the next guy who wants the hot potato. Okay. What didn't we didn't we coin that term on the last domain stripper review? Hot potato domains. Yeah. Domains that are like, you know, they look, it's like a, it look, yeah. they look good on the surface, but they're just domains that'll get passed around between domain investors. Yeah. yeah. Chain letter domains. Yep. It's a, it's a hot potato domain. Chain letter. I like it. Yeah. But I do like good conduct and I actually like it more and more the more I think about it. Very good. All right. Shane, how about you? Uh, yeah. I like the canna for the cannabis market. That's the first thing that came to mark because uh, one thing is companies don't name what they do in their name unless they have to. So like if you're Johnson's advertising, you're going to be Johnson's advertising.com, but except in Germany, in, except in Germany and even the United States, some do, but ideally you would shorten it to the short as you can get. But yeah, no, there's different cultures and different. That's whatever I say is never a defined. Everybody does this, that, that there's no such thing. I found that a long time ago. There's always, there's always a, you know, somebody that's doing something different than somebody else. But that being said, you know, a lot of companies don't like to pigeonhole themselves. They do like to pivot in what they do and they don't want to, to say that they do X when eventually they do X and Y and Z. And so, but Canna works because Canna is all, it could be cannabis to start, but it's a cool brand and it's other things and it's a creek and it's a, geo and it's a name and it's a last name so i love that name he's got it to buy it now i think at fifteen thousand. i think he'll probably sell it at close to that um that's a good price if he wants to move the name so i, I really like that name a lot skill center i loved but then i when i heard uh, amanda say skill center it sounded like skill center and i'm thinking is it skill center or skills center i know you're not producing one skill but that's always an issue when it comes to names like that is the S can get hidden when you say it or in your thought. So it becomes worth less uh, with the S in the middle. But it's, if it's homeroom or, or study hall, I think that makes sense. But definitely a good name. User generated, I don't like. I just don't like those techie, like 
I, and that's not necessarily a tech word, but I just, to me, it's just not a brand. It's boring. It's nobody's ever going to use that or shouldn't use that. Um, sure won't make you brand. interesting at a cocktail party. Absolutely not. That's no gender reveal party, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Now, how about you're a guy, Shane, who has spent a considerable amount of money on uh, mountain climbing and guides. Um, now, I know, you know many other guides out there, travel guides, uh, study yeah. guides. But guides.io, what are your thoughts there? Nobody's mentioned that one. Yeah, I don't. So, Marine's got to match the extension. You know, .io is tech. Yeah. Mountain guides are low tech. Yeah, that's, uh, it's the and GitHub. Tech people you know, don't need guides. Mark, Mike Carson would tell you the GitHub, but I always call it the Grubhub method because techie guys use GitHub, common men use Grubhub to grab them food. So, uh, I, I always say the Grubhub method, and they're like, what does Grubhub have to do with domains? But it's GitHub where you type it in and see how many are in the repository, how many people use that. You want kangaroo and monkey, and you want cool little tech things. Guides is, uh, I couldn't get guides.com or anything else. Like, I have, I have the trail.com. If you want a trail guide, you go to the trail.com versus guides.io in my opinion. It's just better to, to label it in a .com. It's just not, doesn't match. Uh, so I, I don't really like that one as well. And good conduct's great. I mean, it's anything that is a word that you say that's relatively short and super easy to spell has value because you can label it anything. You know, if I said good conduct and then I come back in, in two weeks and, uh, you know, and ask you about it, you, you might remember it. You know, it depends how the conversation went, but the conduct's a fine name. Is it worth $10,000? No, maybe to somebody, but it's going to be a harder sell. And it, as, you, as we said earlier, anybody with a vision or a good broker in time can get a lot more money, but not everybody has all three of those. Yeah, or a broker who's able to, you know, commit the time for a domain in that price range. Shane, if you listed goodconduct.com as a buy it now, like you do with so many of your domains, yeah. what price would you put on it? Um, for me, I'd probably be in the eight to $10,000 range just because I'm a little bit more patient. And I don't think that's, I think that will continue to grow in value. The names that I, that I put a little lower the names that I just, you know, user generator is going to be at a couple thousand dollars. I want to get rid of it. I want to move on to a name that's a little better. But yeah, I mean, I think all names worth having are five to ten thousand dollars. The problem is most people don't know what names are worth having in general. Just you know, long term, long term. Yeah, and you know, most domains do sell between what twenty five hundred and eight thousand yeah, I mean, dollars or so. We could have a whole show on it, and it's it'll never get answered. But we all know there's a turn and burn method. There's a wait, and then there's a I'm not going to sell it for less than this, and I'll go to my grave with it. And yeah. you just have to decide which of the three patterns you're going to use for your particular name. All right. Well, somebody's going to their grave with Pepsi.com. I heard. So <laughs> go into their maker hey, with it. I was going to say he's not going to the grave. He's got much higher plans than that. <laughs> All right. Before we jump into the domains, going to auction soon. Um, Bar, thank you for submitting your portfolio. Really interesting conversation, even though it was only a handful of domains. I like that. Um, let me tell you about our sponsors who support us in our educational mission. 
is built by domain investors to increase your inquiries, sales, and profit. Forget spreadsheets and archived emails. Manage your entire investment portfolio in one place using a secure and completely confidential platform. Learn more at FT.com. That's E-F-T-Y, FT.com. So we'll move on now to the marketplace list. This segment is sponsored by NameJet. We are reviewing domains heading to auction soon. If you like one of the names below, click through soon because once they go to auction, you can't um, continue viewing the auction or put in a minimum bid. So you need to do it ahead of time. Um, those are direct links. We're not making commission off it. We just uh, want to send you over there if you're curious. For transparency, let's start out. Sherpas, do you own or are you brokering any of the names on this list? No. No. All righty. Um, so, uh, Drew, you're up first on this list. We um, uh, uh, Namejet heard your feedback from our last list, and they upped their game. So, what Says are you here? What, what game are we playing? Pickle yeah, ball? I mean the bar is pretty low. No, we're playing Packle Ball. <laughs> All right, um, all right. I don't love the list. I really don't. I'm going to tell you the truth. The only domain on here that I actually really like is getextreme.com. Um, it's, you know, it's a call to action. Normally, I don't like domains that have, you know, these prefixes because usually it's, you know, get this, got that, try this, hire, you know, whatever. Some prefix because they couldn't get the real one word.com. In this case, Get Extreme, you know, actually sort of, I mean, obviously Extreme.com would be worth exponentially more than Get Extreme. But for the sake of this conversation, Get Extreme is an additive to the name. It gives it a different meaning, a different um, appeal. And so I like GetExtreme.com. I think, I don't know that it's a company name, but I think it's a great marketing campaign for you know, GoPro or Red Bull or, you know, it, it, it's a cool, it's, it's just cool. Get extreme. Yeah. Um, what would you pay for it? Are you going to bid on it? I might, uh, you know, but I, I'd want to pay under a grand for that. And I'd be looking to sell it for 10 to 25. Okay. Um, I like Katana.net because I recently was thinking of buying a katana blade, um, which is a long story in and of itself, and I'll spare you. Um, but ultimately, um, it's a hot market, and these things are really expensive. And katana.net is, it's monetizable. I mean, you can make a business on that name. So I like that name. Uh, it's got a lot of search volume. There's a real market out there. Uh, I have no idea what the logistics of sending very dangerous swords around are, but probably not crazy. Um, probably easier than selling, sending fi fresh fish. So um, I like that name. Everything else, I really don't like any other name on here. I mean, Unitar, you know, at first I thought, ooh, wow, decent search volume. It's got great type-in traffic, but the type-in traffic is coming from the .org, um, and so if traffic's your thing, this is probably a very interesting name because the traffic is coming from the United Nations 
group that is trying to promote and enforce the uh, 2030 sustainability summit or sustain sustainability uh, objectives, uh, climate sustainability objectives. And so, you know, that's probably decent value traffic if you know how to monetize it. But, you know, and I, I doubt they even have a trademark on Unitar. It's just like a division of, of uh, United Nations, but maybe they do. I don't know. You should obviously do your due diligence before you go buying domains like that. Um, but it's not my cup of tea. Um, robocall is like super negative. It's like if you own robocall.com, you're like the most hated person on the planet. Right? Like you literally might have people like coming to do bad things to you in your house. Um, so if you buy robocall, make sure you put it under privacy because I will look you up. And, um, yeah, the rest, I don't know. I just don't, there's nothing on here that pops out at me. All right. Um, no, thanks. That was some great, great feedback and a couple of them, uh, really opening up what you can do. And I like what you said, you know, even swords, the complexity, and sometimes it's overcoming objections that can make you successful where someone else isn't. But if you could figure out how to sell fish, and ship that all over the world. Somebody can figure it out with swords too. So there you have it. Shane, uh, anything jump out at you? Yeah, I mean, I liked Get Extreme. I thought that was a good call to action kind of uh, brand or marketing name, but I did like How to Be Great. I think that that's a good mentor, pro, or pro tip kind of uh, website. In 2007, 2008, those kind of sites were all the rage like the art of manliness and you know all these you know sites of trying to be a better person or a cooler person so i think that that's a really good name for that is it a huge value no but i think it's a great brand and it's a very positive name versus night terror which is not exactly and i think it's night terrors anyway so yeah. uh night terror i looked at that and i just laughed it's definitely memorable but unless it's a movie coming out, a uh, horror film, I think that that's a little rough. I, yeah, I really don't like them. I have no problem with vibrator shops, but it needs to be like, you know how like Ashley Madison, you know, you don't know that that's a cheat on your spouse kind of website because it's got a cool name and a vibrator shop. You literally don't want that showing up on your doorstep with the vibrator shop.com label sitting right there on the, <laughs> you're like, did you order from a sword from Cantana.com or Katana? Oh no, that's not a sword. Um, th there is a <laughs> leave that right there. That's not a sword. Um, and Unitar, I was thinking Unitar, like the onesie that that a wrestler wears or whatever. Me too. Yeah, that's a Unitar. Yeah, I don't. When you said they stepped up their game, I thought, no, we have to step up our game to try and make something out of these names today. Yeah, uh, I think the opposite. I mean, I just, yeah, in the investment business, this is a perfect example of what I said earlier. You're just not going to name your investment business investment. That you just taken away all the personal things of the investment business and put it in and just made it generic. So I think. I think it's pretty rough list. The only two that I would even think about bidding on would be how to be great and get extreme. The rest of them, any other people can have and put that potato in the microwave and get ready for the pass. And I think this is a good moment. You know, we talk about exact match domains, but 
investmentbusiness.com, wholesalebusinesses.com, um, vibratorshop.com. Um, these are not good examples of how to use an exact match domain. Maybe we can speak of that in a minute of why these are kind of prime examples of where not to use an exact match. Or yeah, but these aren't even really exact match domains because they don't have any search volume. Yeah. You know, the whole point of exact match is that it's an exact match to a term that people search for. So if nobody's searching for it, it's not an exact match to anything. Um, it's yeah. exact match literally by definition means it must be the exact match of keywords that people are searching for. Um, so it's got to have, you know, a, and obviously, you know, just to give some level of, of indication, right? Under 10,000 searches a month, you need to have a really high branding potential or a really high CPC for that to have any value. Under 10,000 searches a month, I mean, if, you, if it doesn't have a high CPC and it doesn't have you know, strong branding potential, your likelihood of a sale is very, very low. I'm not saying it's impossible, and it's a very, obviously a generality, but it's gotta have more than 10,000 searches a month, and it's gotta have you know, some other factors going for it, uh, like you know, brandability or, or you know, CPC. What do you uh, consider a high CPC? Um, I mean, I, I love to see a dollar or more, but I mean, you know, like for non direct commercial keywords, um, you know, anything over 50 cents is, I guess, probably interesting. Yeah. And is another factor in exact match domains. So it doesn't mean that it just exactly matches any term anyone has ever used, but it's matching a search volume, but also it has to have some commercial value too, right? Like No, no. So literally the term exact match domains comes from the Google um the, the old you know the old version of the Google AdWords keyword tool. And literally there was broad match search and exact match search. An exact match search meant that this was keywords that people were searching for exactly, not with any prefix, not with any suffix not the singular and the plural, just the exact keyword that you look up. So um, football is one exact match search term and footballs is an entirely other exact match search term. And okay, let me rephrase my question. So just because something is an exact match doesn't even then mean that you should invest in the domain. Then there should be some, um, some way to monetize it as well. Uh, Amanda, what were you going to say? Um, yeah, if I guess what I was really going to say from um, the beginning of this entire list, if people don't say the exact match term on a daily basis, and if you or I have to explain to somebody else what it means, don't do it. I, I've said that when I first got into this business, I had very little children and they would just like say words.com, like whatever the words yeah. were, is that good mom? And I was like, mm, no. And now still to the point of the radio test, if I 
if, if a five-year-old and a 65-year-old do not understand what I'm talking about or anyone is talking about in the first 60 seconds of the conversation, don't buy that. Don't do that. Just stay away from it. So um, when I looked at this list, there's nothing on here that as a, as a broker, I think um, I would invest time in selling on an outbound basis simply because there's just too much education that would have to be done to an end user. Um, the howtobegreat.com, um, there is a, a, a professional development sort of guru person um, who has the school of greatness um, and his name is Lewis Howes. You might consider whoever owns this domain, go to him directly. He, he might like this. Um, that is the only one to me that at the quick 30 second glance resonated at all for me. Yeah. Well, thank you. I think uh, that's really important for investors to hear and to learn, you know, because on the surface, you know, unitarsasixletter.com or, you know, night terror is a phrase people have heard, but maybe it's night terrors. Um, I think this is really good for helping, especially an entry level investor um, to discern these more subtle to some um, differences. So um, this, this was fantastic insight from all three of you. Thank you. Um, so um, thank you. Thank you to each of you. We're coming to the end of the show. Um, I'd like to give the Sherpas an opportunity to share anything you have going on in your lives, personal or professional, brokering, selling opportunities, etc. cetera. Um, uh, Shane, you are up first. What's going on? Uh, the same old thing, uh, DSAD, we do a weekly, or sorry, weekly, daily list of, uh, we kind of go through the auctions that are out there in the world and, and pick some of our favorites, kind of save you some time, get your mind thinking, a couple jokes, a boring story of what's happening in my life every morning. Sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's terrible, tons of misspellings, but it's kind of my domain diary, so it can't be wrong. If it's, if it's what I'm doing, there's no wrong in opinion. So uh, that's kind of what we do every day. And I've got some fantastic partners, Josh and Travis. You guys uh, know them. And uh, I say this every time. I, I love the team I work with. I love talking to them about domains. Domaining is fun individually. But when you get to sit and chat about it and smile and laugh and hear stories and, and compare notes, that's when it gets really good. I mean, it, it just, it becomes really fun when you talk to other people. And that's what NamesCon was really good in since. Uh, I like, I like this industry and the blog because it brings people to my doorstep to talk about domains and have some fun. And I've probably been tweeting a little bit too much, but tw if you can handle Twitter and if you can keep your mind focused and not getting too many uh, uh, disagreements, that's another good place to converse as well. You just got to keep it under control. Thanks, That's Shane. where you'll find me. Yeah, great to see you. Thanks. All right, Amanda, so wonderful to have you. Besides digging out of a practical blizzard, what's going on? Uh, well, I would say that I'm 
coming back uh, into doing some co-brokerage deals, um, taking on some one word dot coms, but not a lot. I feel like if I'm going to do this and do it right, I have to uh, be a little bit more selective than I have in the past and have to really love something in order to conceptually sell. Uh, so if you have some of those and you're interested in discussing them with me, I'm all ears. And again, um, love doing the co-brokerage side of things, um, mostly working on acquisitions for referral clients. Um, but people can, can find me on Twitter. I'm starting to tweet a little bit more. Um, and then um, my telephone number is still the same. So I hope to hear from you all. What's, what's your Twitter handle? First name, last name. Okay. At Amanda Waltz, W-A-L-T-Z. Correct. Um, yeah, very good to see you. Amanda, how many years experience do you have in this domain industry? Either eight or nine. Um, I, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I really got a great um, education, been very, very fortunate to work with some of who I consider to be some of the best in the business, um, and incredibly grateful for all that has been um, you know, offered to me and hope that I can do the same for others moving forward. Yeah. Amanda, you have um, really formed some spectacular connections in the domain industry and more importantly, outside. I think you're a great evangelist for VCs, startups to understand the value of domains. And it is so good to see you um, up and running um, as a broker uh, independently. Um, congratulations, welcome back. Thank you. Andrew Rosner, what's going on in your world? Um, so uh, same old same, you know, we're, we're grinding away, um, you know, getting closer to announcing one exciting project that's been a long time coming. Um, but not quite year, there yet. Uh, I do think we've got one of the best stables of uh, great domain names that we've ever had uh, for brokerage at the moment uh, with uh, you know auctions.com and bloom.com and diamond.com, funny.com, which funny.com, I mean, it's one of the highest searched, I think it's one of the top 10 highest search terms on the internet. Um, Inbox.com, MB.com, Sushi.com, WallStreet.com. And we've just got some really, really phenomenal domains for sale. Um, so I'm very excited about that. I'm, um, you know, uh, the market since, uh, you know, as Chinese New Year has uh, started to end here, um, even though the China is not a very big part of our overall market, it's has felt like the market has heated up a little bit since uh, since Chinese New Year ended. And, um, you know, I, I see a lot of positive signs out there. I'm, I'm overall, I'm, I'm, I'm just very bullish. I'm getting very frustrated. It's getting increasingly more difficult for, for us to acquire the names we want to acquire, either for ourselves or on behalf of clients. Um, you know, I, I posted on Twitter yesterday, there's a short squeeze happening in the top, you know, the top percentile of, of .com domain names. It's, 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 it's getting crazy. It's getting very, very hard to do our job 
you know, finding great names for clients. It's, it's really, really, really hard. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's, that's what's up in our world. Um, that's it. I hope, I hope, uh, I hope everybody is aware of and, uh, planning to attend NamesCon Europe, which will be here in Lisbon, Portugal, uh, the last week of June, I believe. I think the dates are the 21st to the 23rd, but don't quote me on that. We'll get it right at some point if that's wrong. And um, uh, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be crazy good weather, which is pretty much a guarantee at that time of year. And uh, it sounds like a lot of people are coming. And Lisbon is just such an amazing, cool city. So I hope everybody comes. Um, and that's it. You know, thank you to Amanda. I'm so happy to finally get you on. Um, and uh, yeah, for anybody who doesn't know Amanda, Amanda is, as far as I'm concerned, one of the very, very, very few other folks in this domain industry that calls themselves a domain broker who I believe not only deserves that title, but actually does a great job. Phenomenal, phenomenal asset to this industry. So thank you for finally getting on the show with us. Thanks for having me. It was really yeah. fun. Delight to have you. Um, NamesCon is June 20th to the 22nd um, in Portugal. Um, and that is super exciting. Um, and immediately followed by uh, the ICANN meeting in, in uh, Marrakesh, by the way, which is like a two-hour flight, I think, from Lisbon. So. Um, I think a lot of people will come to Lisbon and then go to Marrakesh and make it a package deal. Yeah, yeah. well done. Well, um, just want to tell our, our Sherpa Network, if you receive benefit from today's show, please uh, post a comment below, thank today's Sherpas, um, share it on Twitter, help others to really understand this industry as well. A big thanks again to Bar Frannick for submitting your portfolio. Remember, you can submit your portfolio uh, via the link on DomainSherpa.com. And big thank you to NameJet for sending over these domains to help investors be more educated and involved. And biggest thanks of all to you three Sherpas. Thank you, Shane, Amanda, and Drew for your experience and insights. We'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye. Uh